your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. This is the time to do that if you want to, or towards the end of the show. I want to speak with Lacrosse Center Director Art Faye here in a couple of minutes as we prepare for, as we prepare, I don't know if we're preparing, but there's an open house on Wednesday at the Lacrosse Center. We're finally done with the $42 million expansion. 3.30 p.m. there's going to be a dedication. 4 p.m. open house. And we're going to have some special guests in town. All the politicians. (laughs) All the politicians that want to take uh, responsibility. Uh, same 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 thing happened when uh, I think Scott Walker gave about five million dollars to the Lacrosse Center as a grant. Uh, we got you know politicians touting touting the uh, expansion at that point. So we'll talk to Art here in a couple of minutes about all things Lacrosse Center. Uh, a couple of there's a couple of news stories. One one pretty interesting one. Uh, in terms of uh, a key Republican wants the uh, the GOP election probe to end. But before we get to that, someone's calling it. Let's see. Caller, who's this? Oh, this is Dana in Lacrosse. Hey, Dana, you got a question or comment, or what do you got? Well, I'm just going to say, with the, with the uh, revelation of Mark Meadows' PowerPoint there, uh, I think we kind of got to think about ending all these election investigations, don't we? I mean... He's kind of admitting they made it all up in the PowerPoint, eh? <laughs> that, yeah. Do you want it? Do you want it? What, what's your take on you know well, this? I, this well, has to do with I'd the love January. To have you, uh, hear what uh, the normal Lizard listeners think about all that, or no, does that just defy all of their logic? Wait a minute. You you are you calling my listeners normal? Come on. I I don't think any of us. Well, are. No, I'm just I, kidding. I, you know what I mean. I listen to Mike in the morning. Yeah. No, they're not normal. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You know, that, well, you're talking about the January 6th uh, probe into the whatever you want to call right. it, the riot or the insurrection and, and Mark Meadows. Yeah, that right. that is pretty interesting. Yeah, so I, that, that PowerPoint pretty much lays it all out that they, they're making the whole thing up. And so why are we? Why is Gableman continuing? Why are any of these election um, investigations, quote-unquote, continuing when... We now know, I mean, we knew, of course, but now it's in black and white uh, that they're just making it all up for Trump. Well, they're making it up, but these election probes are about election integrity, and we need to get to the bottom of, uh, you know, how these elections are run. We can't have people just being able to vote any way they want. So (laughs) So if 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 we're getting to the bottom of it, and we're just in, we're just trying to find ways to improve it. Well, why do we want to arrest mayors that have nothing to do with it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, it seems like, uh, well, I, I, you know what? They're just going to say we need to arrest the mayors because Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg gave them a bunch of grant money and they used that nefariously to get Joe Biden into the presidency. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I gotta, I can argue, I can give you a, a, the the GOP line for everything. I think. <laughs> yeah. Are we on the air right now? Oh yeah, we're on the air. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you watch did you watch that Zeitgeist video and I sent you a link to last weekend? I have not watched that. Sorry. I... It's, re- it's re- 
real interesting. You should try it out. If you find a nice article for me to read, I will read it. But my, I, I'm a little beat down on uh, people sending me YouTube videos, but I appreciate the call, man. You betcha. Have a great night. You too. I have a. I'm in. The, I'm in a Facebook group with a bunch of friends from high school and college and and beyond. I guess beyond that from town here too. And we just we just we're mostly we're just sharing silly uh, articles about sports and funny memes and whatnot. But one one of my friends has recently just the, the other day just posted four or five YouTube videos about COVID back to back to back to back. And I was just like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Like you're going off on the deep end. So when I get uh, some some people texting me YouTube videos to watch, I just get a little even if even if you think they're totally legit and 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 they they're infor- informative. I'd rather read about this stuff than sit down and, and watch a YouTube video. Um, all right, I think I think I got to get to Brad doing the news before so we I have enough time here with Art Faye as we get ready for an. A lacrosse center open house 42 million dollar expansion so we'll be back after this all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm on the phone with me now is the lacrosse center czar i could call you or the director <laughs> director right art director yeah, yeah art phase on the phone with me uh although you're right down the road i feel like you could have just walked over here <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but um Thursday, you guys uh, finally. I, I I don't know how much of a are, are you are you super excited, relieved? Uh, what's your feelings coming up to the grand? What, what are we calling this? The grand opening or just an opening house on Thursday of the new forty two million dollar expansion? Well, we called it an open house. Uh, you know, I, I don't know grand opening. It could probably fit with it as well, but we're calling it an open house and uh, slash grand opening for the expansion. Yeah, and just how do you feel about this being, you know, you've been, I guess, how long have you been the, the center director, Art? Oh, I've been the center director for 21 years. Uh, prior to that, I was the mark, in the marketing side of things, so I've been with the building for about 30. Okay, so and the building is from 19, I believe right on the head, right? Right, 1980? 1980, correct. That's okay. when it opened up in the fall of 79 and rolling into 1980 is when the original building opened. And you started about a decade later then? Correct, 1990. Okay. Um, so this is this is your baby. So this this expansion, have you? This is probably the the mo- the biggest thing you've ever experienced with the center, right? In, in terms of of the of this grand scale, it, it is. We did have another expansion back in two thousand, uh, which we put on the south part of the building. So that was quite an extensive expansion as well. Not quite the dollar figure that we're seeing this time around, but you know things have moved on. But uh, you know we did have a, quite an expansion back in two thousand. So again in twenty. 21 now going into 22 we get the the keys to the new building now you said uh you started as a marketing director and uh it just snowed last week do they also make you shovel the big walk out front or not <laughs> thank goodness we've got snow plows and we got a little tractor to pull that off and a little help from the the city street department to make it all work so no i i uh, i don't have to do that although <laughs> you know there are times, you know, when we when we need a lot of help, and we all jump down there and put a pair of gloves and blue jeans on and help. Or maybe when the uh, the bull riding or something is there, you got to go shovel. You know, stuff comes out of the bull. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but <laughs> we're I, pushing I, dirt around. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, now Thursday, we're we're having the open house. I believe I think uh, people could start coming in to check out the building at four. Or do you want them to come at three uh, thirty? Well, it's it's actually Wednesday. Oh, so the 15th. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm, I got two things in my head. Wednesday, sorry about that. Yep, yep, Wednesday the 15th. So we're, we're doing a couple of different things, Rick, on this. On uh, Wednesday at 
3.30 for anybody who would like to come. We are rededicating the Patrick Zilke suite. So Pat Zilke, for those who might not know, was the mayor for 22 years in the city. He was involved in city politics, I believe, for 29 years. And uh, his vision back when the center was not here was to have a lacrosse center along the riverfront. And uh, he was the, the catalyst to make all that happen back in 1980 and put that all together. And uh, his vision was to have an arena like we have and a meeting space like we have. And uh, he was the driving force to put this all together. And so once the original building was built, there was a Patrick Zilke suite, which was on the riverside of the building, which was uh, right next to the skywalk that went over to the Radisson Hotel. Well, this last transformation of the building, uh, the Zilke Suite was was torn down, and when we rebuilt it, uh, we we dedicated two rooms. Uh, they're side by side as the Patrick Zilke Suite. Uh, what's really nice about them, they're, they're multi-purpose, and they can be used for meeting space or. We've got some uh, overhead doors that open and close on this, and they can be used as suites to overlook shows in the arena. So if we don't have the room being utilized for meeting space, we can use it for a, a pseudo-suite, if you will, to watch what's going on in the arena. It's a real nice, uh, real nice feature, real nice multi-purpose uh, idea that came from a lot of the planning that went on between uh, the, the lacrosse center board, the city council, the mayors, um, staff here, and uh, the architects and the uh, the construction managers. So it all came about, and it's uh, something we're going to dedicate at uh, 3.30. So there's an unveiling of the booth, and we've got some nice features in there. And, you know, I will say that uh, Dick Record from your station donated a, a bust of Pat Zilke, which is really nice uh, to go along with all this. So it's uh, a special feature that we're going to be showing, and, and if people would like to come down, the family's going to be down here, and they have not seen any of this, and they'll get an opportunity firsthand to uh, see the dedication and see the things that are going into the, the display booth that's uh, dedicated to Pat. Yeah, so the, the, the people that would be really interested in this are, are people that have lived here a long time and, and probably lived through Pat Zilke as mayor, right? Oh, I would certainly think so, you know, and, you know, Pat's got a long, long history, you know, uh, of, of being in this town, and his fingerprints are all over this building yet, and so uh, if you knew Pat, you know, I think you'd like to be down here for this. That's our phase, the Lacrosse Center director on Wednesday. We're having that, that dedication at 3.30 p.m. It's one of the renovated spaces in the lacrosse center. Then at 4 p.m., the doors open. And, and when, when we say the doors open at 4 p.m., can I just go and wander around the center? Or do you have to escort me around, if, at me as a, a person from the general public? No, we're not going to escort anybody around, but what we're going to have is we're going to have people in the construction vests, and we've got help from the Convention and Visitors Bureau, from ISG, the architect, and from Krause Anderson. A lot of their team members are going to be stationed at various places around the building. So you can you can kind of do like a self-guided tour. If you want to go take a look at what's going on in the arena, we'll have people stationed in the arena, and they can talk about all the things that happened there and what was done. Same thing for the North Hall. Uh, we will have a concession stand that we're going to open up that we're going to be giving a few items out at. Uh, we will also have then at the top of the stairs to explain, if you come a little later, talk about the Patrick Zilke suite, some of the artwork that's going on up there. Uh, it's also around the the, uh, the uh, uh, ballroom itself and some of the outer corridor, the pre-function area. And uh, wherever they're stationed, they'll have a little story about what's involved in that particular area. So uh, look for the vests as you come in, and uh, you can kind of self-tour throughout the building. 
Now, maybe we bury the lead, but I feel like everybody knows this, but maybe not. But over the last two years, we've gone through a $42 million renovation of the Lacrosse Center downtown. And uh, it started out as a 48 or so million dollar renovation. And then the then mayor, Tim Cabot, vetoed what the city council had approved because the, the center was going to go into Riverside Park, almost butt up against the Mississippi River. Did you did you like that original plan, Art? Or I mean, obviously you're going to say you're okay with how it turned out, but did you really like what that original plan had? You know, we did, you know, and I'll tell you, Rick, you know, as we looked at this, you know, it was actually more money than that. But, you know, we put this wish list together and said, put everything in there you think you're going to want. We did. And it came back, you know, just a, an outrageous number. So, obviously, we, we found a number that the $42 million was the one that said, okay, that'll work. Um, going into the park, you know, that wasn't received well, and it was just turned down. You know, but hindsight on that, Rick, what happened was, you know, we wanted to, have a vision of, you know, utilizing the river as much as possible and being close to it. But the height of this, as it goes over the front street area there, it really, once you're up in that room, gives you the illusion that you're right on the river anyway because of the height there. So uh, it, it turned out, I think, fabulous the way it was. You know, the original plan was to be closer, but uh, I think uh, the finished product we got is very special. Yeah, the only thing we're missing up there is one of those infinity pools. You put a pool on the roof there, and it looks like it goes right into the river. Yeah, that was, that's a little bit over the top, but yeah. That wasn't I on? I heard that was on the original list wish list. Yeah, uh, I don't know where that came from. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it, was, maybe it was somewhere along the line, that, one of the specials at requests that we had. That came from yeah. fake news, Rick Solo, and that's where that came from. You know, other things that I wanted to see is, is maybe some kind of like either a solar garden or an actual garden on the roof. I don't know if you guys ever talked about that. Well, a, a solar field, yeah, there is one. And what we did is we actually put a solar field on the uh, existing old ballroom, if you will, and uh, that is that has been up there and functioning now for about half a year. I mean, that was one of the things that we really wanted to put into this is a lot of the green initiatives. And so a solar field did go on the old uh, ballroom, and uh, that's uh, the whole purpose was, you know, if you if you double your space, your energy bill shouldn't go up. You've got to figure out ways to do all the green initiatives, and that was one key one that we had there. So there is a solar field that's involved with this project. Well, I heard that solar field, all it does is power your 72-inch plasma TV that you got in your office. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, with, with the open house start on, on Wednesday, you know, 3.30 to dedication, 4 p.m., it's the, the doors are open. The, the building will be kind of wide open for everybody. Um if, if somebody goes in there that maybe, you know, whether or not they've been in the lacrosse center before, what is going to really go, maybe drop, drop their jaw a little bit or just be like, wow, that's really different or that's really neat? Well, I think, you know, when you drive by, you first see that big sign that's out front, that new lettering lacrosse center that's uh, right there in that entryway. And what the entryway is, uh, I'll call it an atrium. But you come in, and it, it certainly will give you a feel of the type of building you're coming into. Because prior to this, we had an eight-foot lobby into our arena. And uh, you couldn't tell the difference between walking in a regular office building and what kind of building you were coming in with that type of lobby. Now, this new atrium, if you will, does give you a sense that you're walking into a significant building, into uh, something that's special. And then once you go up the escalators, the elevators, or the stairwells, you'll get up on top. 
And, uh, you know, there's a glass enclosed wraparound pre-function area. And I'll tell you, you know, we always talk about the great Mississippi River that we've got here. Once you get to the northwest corner of that part of the building, the, the building, you'll see, you know, the special things that La Crosse has got to offer. Because you're looking up the Mississippi River and you can see the black Mississippi and the entrance of the La Crosse River. And uh, at this time of year, too, when it gets dark, you know, we've got the special rotary lights from Riverside Park there to look at, too. And as an end result, I think we got something, you know, that, you know, Madison can talk about the Badgers and Green Bay can talk about the Packers and Fox Valley have got their, you know, uniqueness over there. But, boy, Mississippi River and La Crosse, that's special here, and, and that really showcases it. Uh, we're speaking with Art Fay. He's the La Crosse Center Director. The open house starts at 4 p.m., a dedication to the Pat Zilke Suite a little before that at 3.30. And, uh, you know, I got a, I got about a minute or so here, uh, Art, before the first break. Um, you At 5.30, you're going to have speakers. Uh, anyone special, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, anyone like that? or <laughs> It's actually going to start at 5, and we've been fortunate enough. The governor is going to be making a stop. And we also have the Secretary of Tourism and Sayers coming in. And then we do have some of our uh, our politicians who represented us as we went through all this. You know, of course, uh, Mayor Reynolds. And we have uh, uh, Representative Jill Billings and Senator Brad Paff. And then we've got representatives from both our construction team and our architects and the Convention and Visitors Bureau. So we've got a number of people who will be getting up in front and, and addressing this. And that will be from 5 o'clock. And I'm guessing this, those little speeches will take about half an hour. Now, they giving you any time? Do you get to, to give your own speech? Myself and Brent Smith will probably be doing a little bit of the, the emceeing here and handing it off to all these folks. And we'll get an opportunity to thank a lot of people, too, because I think there's, you know, there's a, a world of people that uh, were involved in this because you just don't put this together. This is like a, pushing a cloud through over two, two to five years to make this all work. And uh, there's an awful lot of people who had their, had their help with this. That's our fate. All right, we got to take the first break. We'll be back, uh, continue this conversation, talk about some of the new updates the Lacrosse Center has as we get ready to open the building up on Open House on Wednesday. We'll be back. Art Faye on the phone with me now as we get ready to dedicate the how to say I keep saying dedicate. Are we gonna dedicate? We kinda are dedicating the uh the Patrick Zilke suite a little bit, I guess, uh, on Wednesday with the forty two million dollar expansion finally coming to an end. Just a giant sigh of relief from you, Art, or what? You know, it, it's an interesting process that we went through. I, I don't know if relief is the right word or not, but, uh, you know, the planning on this was somewhere five to six years from the first time we started talking about it. What do you want the Lacrosse Center to look? Not next year, not in five years. What do you really want this building to be and, and provide to the community for 20 years, 30 years down the line? And that's the kind of positioning. So it took, it took like five to six years of planning and two years of construction. So, uh, you know, you, you can, sometimes you get so close to it, you don't realize. Uh, you know all the things that are going on, but now that we've got the keys, you know that was kind of symbolic to say, "Oh, the keys are turned over to you, and away we go." Yeah, and it, it is kind of almost anticlimactic because the building has been—I mean, it kind of closed because of COVID a little bit. But you've had events in there ever, you know, throughout the construction process. So there is a, it wasn't like it shut down and you're going to have this giant event to kind of kick things back off. But when you do have now, Wednesday, you, we kind of say you officially have it. Is there, do we have a first event that this is going to be the first event since we kind of, you know, finalized the $42 million expansion? 
Well, we, we actually did last weekend. We had a large wedding reception up there, and then we had a company party up there, in the, if you will, in the ballroom. That was the last part of the building to get uh, turned over to us. So we've actually had a couple of events up there. Uh, you know, and you know, when we first built the building back in 1980, you know, it was more focused around the arena events that were coming. And, uh, you know, this is a little different kind of a, a phasing in because some of the arena uh, uh, upgrades and, and things that were done there. That's been done for a while. And then same thing with the North Hall, and then the ballroom is the last piece that's coming together here. So there's been, there's been uh, kind of a phasing in, but you were right. You know, when we went into the, the pandemic, there was a period of time we were absolutely shut down. There was just nothing going on. Fortunately, you know, if, if, if there's a bright light and all that, is that the construction didn't need to stop. Uh, the construction companies were very, very fortunate to have very little, to, very little to no COVID experience here, and they get to to work and keep working. And it didn't stop any events that we were going to have in here. Uh, or, excuse me, it didn't have to stop for events that we're planning here because there were some times that we were going to say you guys are going to have to not work while we host these events. So uh, that moved along very well. The only thing we probably run into, like a lot of people did, was the supply line of some of the equipment coming in. But once it did finally get here, the uh, construction companies went into overtime and and uh, got it put together and caught up on everything. So uh, when they say, you know, we're on time and on budget, that all did happen. The uh, the updates that I, I have a list here, and you can just tell me, you know, you, I don't know if you know these by heart, but I just I wrote them down when I talked to Brent a couple of weeks ago. Brent Smith, the the art, uh, the lacrosse center board director. But um, so we have a remodeled arena, new seats. Uh, we, we've never updated the seats since 1980. Is that true? You know, we didn't. We had some seats in here that wore like iron. Uh, you know, it, it was a necessary thing that had to be done because we started to cannibalize some of the seats, and we started actually taking seats from parts of the building that weren't being hardly used, you know, in the backstage area, and we brought them forward, you know. But as we did that, uh, you know, some of the things that we had to deal with were, you know, you bring up seat number six and you put it in seat number ten, so all of a sudden the seating numbers were all kind of getting goofy, and uh, we had to we had to adjust on that. And uh, all the seating, though, that was uh, in place and was there for 40 years, and uh, you know it was it was a dated look at the seat. So all the seating was changed out. Um, the, uh, the we put rails up above where there were no rails before because there weren't a requirement. So handrails are up above to help people get in and out of those seats that are up above. Uh, lighting, all LED lighting was put in there. New speaker system throughout the building so that uh, primarily when you come to a graduation or something of that nature, you know, the new speaker system is just fabulous. Um, new dressing rooms, locker rooms, uh, bathrooms, concession stands, all those things have uh, have been given a facelift. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, a, a, just a neutral color of gray out there where we had the maroons and reds, you know, years and years and years ago. When we had uh, a few TV events in here, the whole idea of those multicolored seats were to give the illusion that there were shirts in the stands if there were the backdrops uh, for some of the things that would be going on here if we had TV events going on. So a lot, a lot of different changes that went into that arena, and uh, you know, we, uh, we, we were pretty pleased with what the, they all look like because all the permanent seating, the ADA was up, upgraded, and the telescopic uh, seats were also changed out. Will the monster trucks still have a really tight turn when they go over the first, you know, row of cars? 
monster trucks have a really tight turn. I mean, we're just not a big floor for that. Although the HVAC and the air exchangers have been changed out, which I think will help a lot when we have that type of an event coming in here in February. But we love the leave the arena smelling like, I don't know if it's diesel, <laughs> but gasoline and exhaust. What are you talking about? That's the best part. Yeah, you know, we got, uh, if it's loud, it's got animals, you know, <laughs> it seems to have some success. Um, other things that are upgraded, there's just basic stuff that, like, it's, it sounds kind of basic, but I think these are kind of maybe the most important things. Meeting rooms, a new North Hall, a mini suite to, to look over the events. That might be the Zilke suite you're talking about. The ballroom in the back, a uh, ticket office, front lobby, we kind of talked about that. Um, all that, my, and then the kitchen, obviously, I think, well, maybe not obvious, but that was all upgraded so we could have uh, better hot dogs in, the, in there, I think, or something. Um, any of those to stick out? I, I guess maybe the new North Hall, maybe the most important there? Well, the, the North Hall was interesting because we had uh, we had a, a wish list of what we needed to do with that particular room, and when we got done with it, the cost of what the upgrades to that room were in comparison to tearing it down and rebuilding it new were almost identical. And so uh, it made a whole lot of sense to do, to do that. And uh, the North Hall is uh, much more appealing and uh, much more functional, and, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, old equipment that are that's in there right now. So that, that in itself, you know, is... Uh, I think a, a big boost because that room is so functional to go alongside with the arena and other events that go on on a trade show floor, for example. Um, the other things that are that are happening, you know, with the the kitchen upstairs, there had to be a kitchen that was installed for the new ballroom area and all the functions that are going up there. Uh, locker rooms, dressing rooms, we, as you mentioned, uh, those are all you know back of house. There's some there's some things you know that people won't even see. But they're just the minimal expectations of what uh, the building needed to do just to uh, be functional and you well, know meet the expectations of people that were coming here, both as users or as artists or as uh, convention planners. Yeah, I guess the, the, the little things that maybe the general public won't see, and it's not super fun to talk about, but these little things like kitchen updates and, and maybe these the dressing rooms and stuff, because if you want to entice people to come use the lacrosse center, they want to, the the anonymity, the, the anonymities, I should say, uh, are are the thing that are going to uh, help sway these people to come use this building. Yeah, I mean, just walk in the building, you know, and they, they you know, they want to see a building that's uh, that's that's nice, and and they come in and use it, and uh, it's. Uh, uh, not not tired looking, I guess. The best way to say it, and, and we've we've succeeded in making it look like a great building. Um, obviously, the the ballroom, the back, it overlooks the river. I mean, that's is that the highlight of all of this? It, it it's certainly it's certainly right up there. Um, that that's an area there that um, you know it's twice the size or thereabouts of the uh, the existing ballroom that we had on the other side of the building. It provides uh, as many as seven breakout rooms that go along with it. So it's very attractive to conventions and, and corporate business that are taking a look at using that part of the building. Um, now, the, the, one, the one thing, that I, I talked to Brent Smith about this. He said, I'll get to art. We'll see what happens. Uh, the, we're, we're putting, there's a rooftop terrace. I guess, I, I don't know, maybe it's not really a rooftop terrace, so to speak, but it's kind of an, a, a, an outside patio off to the side of the building. First of all, you put it, you put it between, uh, I think, the Radisson and the Lacrosse Center. Um, I, I, I thought, you know, if we're going to put a patio outside the lacrosse center, the best place to put it would be out back so I could see the whole landscape of the Mississippi River. Why, why put it in between the two buildings? 
Well, part of it is just, you know, cost factor and limitations on cost, because then you'd be putting it up on top of the, the existing ballroom. And just little things like another elevator to go that, that far up uh, all kind of come into play. And uh, what, what you might not, not being up there, you might not recognize, but, you know, one direction, you do get the Mississippi River, and you get a look at the uh, the breaks of the plaque and the, uh, the La Crosse River coming in. And then the other side, you're looking at the downtown, you know, we've actually got a very attractive downtown when you start looking at the historical perspective, and we look right up Pearl Street on that. And then, uh, you know, the rest of it going to the north, you know, you still get to look up 2nd Street. And uh, there's going to be some things that are going to be happening uh, in Pearl Street walkway and over the Radisson rooftops so that uh, I, th- I think everybody would be pleased with what that's going to look like. And I think about 200, 300 people can get out on that patio if, you, if there was going to be a party or something out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's about 3,500 square feet out there. So, you know, that's going to be able to handle a couple hundred people very easily. Now, my, my, one issue, my other issue with that is that place is cool, especially now if, if, Brent, if, I, or, uh, Art, if I wanted to go up there, uh, you know, at 7 at night and go take a picture of the rotary lights or something. I don't even know if the angles are right, but just or get a picture of the sunset over the Mississippi River from, the, from, the, from that patio area. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's accessible 24 seven or even maybe just during, uh, you know, like, is there a way that, uh, that we can make this outdoor patio more accessible to the public, uh, maybe during not, off hours of the lacrosse center? Well, we're going to have to work through that. Obviously, we just don't leave the building open here on, on some of those things. And, uh, you know, we're actively running the building out. So, you know, if it's going to be used for some kind of banquet or a convention or things like that, because it's going to be very attractive to use like that, you know, we've got to sort through that as well. We're, we're learning out what we can and can't do. But it won't be just like, a, a you know, uh, an opportunity to have open, uh, open access to it all the time because uh, so many other things are going on in the menu. Yeah, and there's no outdoor, there's not like a staircase outside to get to that, that area either. Um, you know, like you should have con- consulted with me before we went ahead with these plans. <laughs> yeah, well, no, there is not an outdoor staircase. And, you know, it's a little bit of the security as well, just to be able to have that open to the, all at all times is not uh, not the right thing either. Now, you said earlier in the show you, you've been, uh, you know, the well, marketing director and then the, the center director for the past 30 years. What is the best event you've had over the, that course of time or maybe even before that? What, uh, maybe top top three. Do you got a top three events of all time from the lacrosse center? Wow. You know, I, I don't know. You know, there's, there's some things that stand out. You know, we had Aerosmith in here far as the entertainment side of things. Aerosmith, we brought in a lot of people. It was just a fabulous show. Uh, you know, Reba McIntyre came in here, and she brought her Vegas show, and that was kind of a, a special show that we saw here. Uh, not that long ago, we had Elton John, you know, and, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a very special show. And then, you know, you things like, you know, I, I don't know why, but I became a fan of Papa Roach, you know, and they just put on a great show, and it was very theatrical and uh, just a, a show that surprised me and what they did, and I was very pleased with that um you know other than that you know you start looking around and some of the things that we've been able to do year after year like our our annual sports show has, has been very special for for what that draws to the community um you know when when we have some of these big conventions in here it feels real good because you know the number of people that not only visit us but visit our downtown and the return visits you know are a really great way to show off the the venue so a lot of those convention pieces of business that we've had have and very special to us as well. So, uh, you know, when you got a multi-purpose building and the kind of things that we bring through here, it always brings something new every day, and we turn around and look and go, what can we do that's going to be special next week? 
If we didn't do this update, you know, what what do you think would have happened to the lacrosse center down the road? Would we just lose? Like the the organic farming conference is coming up, I think in February, I believe. Um, it is. And and that's a that's a huge like three forty four day event. Do we lose stuff like that, and then the city really loses out if we don't do this expansion? You know, I, I think that was what was happening. You know, we could you know we've had our success with multiple smaller events, and I think that's still going to be the, the case here, where we do four or five events in any given time, and they could be side by side. Um, you know, you know we could we continue to to uh, run the building, and and we could probably cut expenses and cut expenses, but we're, there's some point that between expenses and revenue, that line is going to cross, and uh, the building isn't going to be uh, drawing the economic impact that it's supposed to, and and that's one of the key things here is to have an economic impact because we got a building in a lot in a little town here in comparison, and uh, it's very special, and we get calls all the time saying, you know, talk to me about your building because we want to try to do something in our community as well. So, uh, you know, I, I think this has been, uh, you know, a, a driver here. You know, when we started first talking about doing this, we saw four or five different hotels pop up in the downtown area, and that was before we even had our plan set. And so you can see the economic impact just on the hotel business that we have here that uh, with the with the promise of the building coming that uh, it, it generated a lot of a lot of uh, new businesses in downtown some jobs that were going on and uh, you know that just dominoes throughout the community with with uh, you know jobs and shopping and uh, dining and things like that I'll just wrap up here with lacrosse center director art Faye. uh with the expansion coming to a conclusion here is there anything different uh that the lacrosse center will be able to do going forward or you know just i don't know whether it's different events or or anything like that well, I think it's going to, you're going to start seeing different types of events here because the type of room that we've provided here in a couple of different areas are going to be different types of businesses coming in. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we get events that come in here and the community doesn't even know they're here because it's, it isn't one of those uh, big advertised events if it's a, if it's a show. But uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of big events. We're already starting to book them that are um, – going to be using the ballroom uh you know i think there's going to be a lot of excitement already for the uh for the arena and and the type of shows that we could start bringing in for that all right all right i think that's all i got for you anything or do we give governor evers anything goofy like a lacrosse jersey i don't know a catbird's jersey <laughs> something like that we haven't planned planned anything like that but we certainly are happy that he's coming to town to to uh be part of this uh dedication and reopening and grand opening, if you will, of the building. So that gives you just a little sense, you know, that the state of Wisconsin is is uh, very pleased and they participated in this with us as well as in a grant. So, uh, you know, this is this is a big deal. I think the community can be proud and we'll be proud of what we've got here and the branding that it'll bring and all the business that'll bring to town for a long, long time. That's Lacrosse Center Director Art Fay, 3.30 p.m., a dedication on Wednesday to the Pat, Patrick Zilke Suite. And then an open house begins at 4 p.m. And then at 5 p.m., Governor Evers, other politicians, and other city leaders will be speaking with the $42 million expansion. Thanks a lot, Art. Thank you, Rick. All right, we've got to take one more break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Did get a text asking uh, if they could buy some of those old seats from the Cross Center. Literally from 1980. So really old. I don't know. How many butts? How many butts do you think have been on them seats? Is that? I feel like you wouldn't want to even touch those. Kind of gross, really. I I will, John. I'll I'll email Art and ask him. 
they're I don't know. I feel like they probably threw them away. Sorry, I didn't. I should have asked him during on the during the interview, but um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, we see that a lot. I mean, if if they if they redid the floor, we see that a lot. I think the Bucks did that at one point when they when they tore down the old Bradley Bradley Center, right, and built the uh, Pfizer Forum, but they. You know, they can sell the floor off. You buy a segment of the floor. That's always real cool. Buying an old seat, though. What are you going to do with it? You just can make... I mean, if you bought a couple, I guess you could make some kind of bench or something. Give it to somebody for Christmas. Here's a Christmas present of a seat that 10 million butts have sat on since 1980. (laughs) A faded yellow lacrosse center arena seat. I suppose. I mean, a lot of people here grew up watching. Is it the Catbirds? One of the one of the basketball teams winning championships a couple of times with what Flip Saunders, right? The the old Timberwolves general manager and coach. I always said I didn't get the I didn't get the yell at Art about this. The, the idea that we missed out on bringing the Bucks G League team here and we could have could have tried a little harder. It's always a could we try a little harder to get the Bucks here. I didn't. I didn't bring that up with him. Maybe, maybe eventually. We still haven't seen the Bucks come back, and I mean, COVID might play into this. The lacrosse center going through a renovation might play into this too. Uh, they haven't been back in a while to play even preseason games in lacrosse. But uh, the last time they did that, they played the Grizzlies. I went. Me and my friend John, we we got front row tickets. We just they were hundred bucks. We're like, ah, whatever. sit front row, watch the watch NBA players say you can't do you're not gonna be able to do that anywhere else I don't know if they'd still be a hundred bucks if that happened but uh to sit front row I remember uh you know not all the starters played but some pretty big Paul Gasol I think was there or uh Mark Mark Gasol I think Mark was on yeah it was Mark Gasol because he was on the Grizzlies and um uh big power forward now whose name escapes me because I can never remember names god I suck at names uh I did get so we had our first big snowstorm. I will mention that if you haven't shoveled yet and you have tattletale neighbors or mailman, I guess you know, I don't know how fast the city comes out and, and and charges you for shoveling your driveway or not your driveway, sorry, your sidewalk because the you know it's it's just dangerous for people to walk on the sidewalk and whatnot in the snow. You get think about all the people delivering stuff right now and how how. Giant packages getting delivered right now, and how tough it would be if the sidewalk wasn't shovel. But you're going to get charged two fifty per linear foot, and a seventy five dollar administrative fee. I feel like it was fifty, but now it's seventy five on the website. And on top of that, additionally, citations charging the property owner with a violation of Sydney City Ordinance forty eight A may be issued, may be issued, and a carry a fine between seventy five and a hundred dollars plus. Uh, carries a fine of $75 to $100 plus plus processing costs. Isn't that funny? You're going to get a ticket for not shoveling your driveway. On top of that ticket, you're going to get a processing cost. What does it cost to process the ticket? Is it the the paper it's printed on or the, uh, the amount of gas spent driving over to give to check out your your sidewalk to see that it wasn't shoveled. Yeah, and on top of that again, $2.50 per linear foot and $75 administration fee. So you're looking at, 
you know i mean depending on aside from the the 250 a linear foot it's 175 bucks plus processing cost could be could cost you just for not shoveling your driveway so yeah um how many of you have neighbors that just do it like if you had if i mean somebody's got a i don't know do you have four wheelers in town cuz you could just burn through a whole side a whole block you could do the whole city <laughs> you could do one swipe just burn with if you had a plow in the front of your four wheeler just just all going 50 miles an hour probably get a speeding ticket before you got anything else all right that's all the time i got for today i uh, i'm going to have the helicopter company that's going to do rotary lights on tomorrow so it should be fun